just want to be a reminder to you all that testimonies are, they're really important because they share Jesus's work and his revelation in people's lives. So when people share about an experience of growing in God, there's an authority that's been revealed by God. And so us as hearers can build upon that faith and even on that authority. And so one of the things we like to say is a testimony, normally the outcome of a testimony is a fruit of faith. But when it's presented as a testimony and shared, it can become seeds of faith for other people. Who knows amongst us that fruit has seeds in it. And so even a fruit that we have, say a fruit of faith, can help encourage and grow those who are willing and open to hear testimonies. So I want to uh, welcome up first of all Joy. So let's welcome up Joy and give her a big round of applause. So... Joy Ross, and we've got a seat there and a microphone, hopefully already turned on for you. Fantastic. Well, I've already welcomed you as Joy. Name's up on the board. But uh, Joy, just would you mind sharing what you do on the day-to-day? Or maybe not. That, maybe that'll take too long because it's so different day-to-day. But what, what do you do? Um, I'm a mum. <laughs> I'm a wife. Um, I'm a child of God and I'm a childminder. So yeah, Monday to Thursday I work long days, half seven till half five, with children ranging from just under one up to my eldest who's 13. Um, so yeah, it's busy days but fun days and I, yeah, I'm tired at the end of most days. <laughs> True, and, and you've got some really good staff working with you, I hear, as well. Yeah, I work with two ladies. One's not here, she's called Kate, but also the lovely Hannah works with me two days a week. Yeah, and, and she comes home tired as well. She's not just putting her feet up while she's there letting Joy run around. Anyway, Joy, it's fantastic to be sharing your testimony amongst us. And uh, simply wanted to ask, what's God been challenging you with recently? What, what have you been praying through? So, it's, do you know when, well, before you get asked to speak at church, you spend a bit of time asking God, what do you want me to say? And, you know, God's obviously spoken to myself and Shania with a similar message this morning, because it's all been about God's provision. Um, and it's, you know, I got here just between the services and went to check in with Clive. He's streaming the service downstairs. And Shania was in there and Clive was like, Joy, you'll never guess what. The verses that you've got are the same as the verses Shania is going to speak in the service. So I think God's not just speaking to me. I think he's speaking to all of us today with what God's been saying. And, do you know, I, was, I brought my Bible on my phone. But if someone holds up a Bible and just flicks it, has anyone got a paper Bible they can hold up for me? Handy? Just flick through it. How many verses are in the Bible? And what are the verses God's given me to share with you guys today? It's those very same verses, which we'll look at in a minute. So I guess putting it into context, um, I'm self-employed. Clive also runs his own businesses. Money can be interesting when you're in that position. And I think, getting a bit shaky with your microphone. <laughs> I think um, over the last 10 plus years, one of the things that I have worried about on and off, the worry can go on for a week or it can go on for months, is money. We, I worry about money. And what happens when I worry is I can't sleep. And when you're looking after lots of little children and you're not sleeping, it's really, 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 really tough. Um, so I think the, the thing that I've battled with, probably for the longest, over these 
the last decade is money, God's provision. Um, but the verse is I want to focus on are from Matthew 6. We've heard it this morning. Let me just find it on my phone. It should, I'll read it from the screen, that's easier. So it says, do not worry. Is that word for anyone here this morning? Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking to us, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. We have sung it. We have heard it already. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? That's where I'm going to stop. That's what God has said to me over these ten years, on and off. Why do you have such little faith? Um, so yeah, that gives you a little bit of an idea. This was highlighted even more in March 2020. Is that a familiar month for, for anyone? <laughs> March 2020, does that ring a bell? March 2020, we entered into a global pandemic. Really fun if you're self-employed. Really fun if Boris Johnson stands up and says, tomorrow you can't any, earn any money. But what do you do? Did I worry? Did I panic? Of course I did. I went up to my bedroom that night, emailed all my families and said, I don't know what this means for you guys, but I can't look after your children unless you're a key worker. So probably about 20, 30% of my income was based on key worker children. So great, I could make a little bit of money, but Clive's business was events. All his money was gone. So at the end of March 2020, I panicked, I worried, I didn't sleep an awful lot, I cried a bit, I shouted at my children a bit more than normal because I was a bit stressed. Um, but I did also pray, guys, maybe not first, <laughs> but I got there to the praying part and I knew that God was faithful. I knew it in my heart, I knew it in my head and I held on to that, that God was going to be faithful. And in a period of two weeks, the families I couldn't work for because they weren't key working families had said to their friends who were key working parents who no longer had childcare because nurseries had shut down to furlough their staff or grandparents couldn't look after these key worker children because they weren't allowed, they told their friends about Joy. She's great. She'll look after you kids. <laughs> so within a two-week period of having... 30% of my work to not knowing what the future was going to hold other than I knew God was going to be faithful. I just couldn't figure out how because I like to figure it out before God does. <laughs> I knew he'd be faithful, but I just couldn't figure it out. But within that two-week time, I was on the phone to some of these friends of families I worked for and they were signing up their children to come 
and be looked after by me <laughs> throughout this time. And you know, it was really, really tough. I had to work longer hours with unfamiliar children who didn't get any time to settle in. And these little ones were like one, one and a half, two. So you can imagine what that was like for their parents, really anxiety provoking. But you know, at that time I knew God was faithful. I knew that he had provided this work and he would provide the peace, the calm, everything needed to help with these kids. And to be honest, my kids were at home as well, being homeschooled-ish. Um, <laughs> but they also really helped me break through these kids because what can settle a, a child more than anything is another child. Um, so actually, God's provision was written over the whole situation. Um, so... Sorry, David, you're not getting space to ask your question. But I, think... I said just flow. This is how we are. We're just going um, for it. Yeah, well, I, I think just the, the question of that, I think it's already been answered, but just to be really clear, what did you learn about God in that time? So I think, as we have sung, God is our provider. He sees all. He is our Jehovah Jireh. Um, and sort of fast-forwarding onto the end of your accounts for... Um, 2019 to 2020 and 2020 to 21 where my income was slashed and then as I put my accounts in it matched what I have made would have made the years before honestly I cannot tell you how amazing it was when I put in I hate doing end of year accounts but they have to be done but when I put them in I could not believe that actually it, the, the money I made in that time matched the money I would have made the year before um, and the year before that because it's gone on a good sort of two years, this sort of instability of childcare within like coming out of COVID and stuff, homeschool, not homeschool, parents aren't working uh, away as much, they're working from home, like lots of things have affected how my business works and runs. Um, but honestly, I couldn't believe when I put those accounts in how it would match things like for like in terms of God's provision. And I know it can only be God that's made that happen. Um, he has provided the work. He's provided the children. He's provided the strength to get through it all. Um, but yeah, it, it has been an amazing time. But yeah, I, I think when we're sort of bringing it up to speed to today and the last sort of few months, I guess coming out of it, you're sort of overstretch yourself to try and make up for some of what you've lost in terms of the finance of what I thought I'd lost in terms of the finance. So this last year, a lot of my families had had second children throughout the pandemic after their first. Great. So, you know, the long-term business plan is, is wonderful. But, um, but, but what that meant going into this academic year was that the eldest ones all started school and the babies were all babies, so they weren't quite ready to start at the start of the academic year. So I had a really quiet September to December, which in some ways was quite nice. Let me recover a little bit. But going into January when Hannah came on board and up until this summer, I took on too much work because I was a bit like, I need to get the work in to make up for that quarter where I didn't make quite so much money. Um, and it's been a tough, tough six, six, seven months where I've worked too hard, particularly with one little one who was just really unsettled from March through to July. She just... She was tough, she 
cried a lot. <laughs> and I just, normally I can figure it out. I can figure out what is the trigger for this little one being upset. But with this little one, I think I'd figure it out. And then, no, that's not it. That's not it. And it was tough. So about two months ago, yet again, I was awake in the night, worrying. I was awake for hours. Sunday night worries. Love them going into Monday morning. And I was just like, Lord, <laughs> help me. I do not know what to do. I don't know what to do with this contract. It was extra difficult because it was linked to one of the deputy head teachers at the school my daughter goes to. So you can't just stop that contract very easily without it affecting a bit of your reputation. So it was a bit like, I've never ended a contract before, but I don't think I can continue with this one. Um, anyway, that next morning, you'll never guess what happened. The contract was terminated verbally. <laughs> I shouldn't have felt like praising the Lord so much, isn't it? I sort of offered all of my sadness about how sad it was it was going to end to the parent at the front door. But oh my goodness, I came in and I cannot tell you the relief after that. God is faithful. And it's not to say that that sounds really bad, but you know what I mean. When something had pushed me so, so hard... God had listened and God had heard and God answered it, not even had to wait another day. It was ended. The reasons why it were ended weren't to do with the childcare I provided. It was to do with school stuff. Um, but it just showed me that actually it ended in a way that I couldn't have controlled anyway. And it was a positive ending despite the tough contract. Um, and I know I can go into September that just feels exciting again in childcare because it's been such a tough two and a half year slog um, going through that. So, yeah, I think more recently, my sort of time of worrying, my sleepless nights hasn't been anything like it was 10 years ago. Um, it's one of those things I think I was thinking about this morning. I've got a little dog. It would be rude not to mention it. But when I go out with the dog, I do pray a lot. She's great because she taught me to pray a bit more when I'm out. Um, and I think this morning I was thinking, yeah, I think I just go through these periods of having worry relapses where, you know, everything's good. You feel like your anxiety's at bay or your worry and your sleep's good. But every so often there's something that just triggers it again and it just triggers your bad sleep. And then from there, it's hard to get out of that pattern. Um, but... So yeah, these worry relapses still happen, but I just know the more I look back, the more I can see how faithful God has been. And I think one of the songs that just really ministered, me, ministered to me throughout the pandemic was the goodness of God. Um, and yeah, part of me doesn't want to talk about it because I might cry, but I will talk about it and we'll go with it. Um, my grandma's funeral was in August 2020, and it was a COVID funeral where you could only have 30 people there. But there was a real beauty in that because that's really what my grandma would have just wanted. But my mum got up to say, do you know, one thing I can describe my mum was, was that this song, this song was her life, the goodness of God. And I think I really took hold of that in terms of God is good, God is faithful. We are going to go through tough times. I'm sorry, that is yeah. a reality of life. It's not easy, but God is good. And he brings us through it. We don't have to do it alone. There will be times that we worry, that we struggle, that we cry, that life doesn't go how we planned, that we can't control it, we can't get out of it. 
but God can carry us through it. And that's my prayer for all of us this morning. I'm aware that there's exam results on the way, that there's futures trying to be worked out, but God is good. God is in control, particularly when we are not, and God will carry us because God is faithful. Amen. Thank you, Joy. Well, I think we... We, we want to receive that. So would you mind just praying for us, particularly, I think you've nailed it, with, you know, the recurring anxieties and worries of life. Would you kind of speak that faith into us that God is good? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence amongst us here this morning. I thank you that you speak to us, even when we've not necessarily spoken to each other to plan what we're going to say. You've spoken to different people this morning. Um, about what you want to be spoken to, um, to your church family this morning. And God, I just thank you that you are faithful, that you are in control, that you are with us, and that you are the healer of, of worry, <laughs> that we can cast our burdens, cast our worries upon you, whether that be around finances, whether that be around our children, whether that be around our futures, whether that be around our health. God, we know you are with us. And we know that you carry us and that you um, show us the way. So, God, I pray for our church family this morning. And I pray, Lord, that we would know that you are with us and that you are our provider in all things at all times. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Thank you, Joy. Let's give her a round of applause. Good. Fantastic. Right. Well, now could I invite Luana back up onto the stage with Jordan? So let's give these guys a warm welcome. <laughs> Round of applause. Got your water bottle. Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't choke this time. Yeah. Jordan had trouble drinking last time on stage. Wonderful. Well, uh, Jordan and Luana, great to see you and both together up on stage. Do you mind just sharing a little bit, a bit, a little bit about your day-to-day -day or what you do, first of all? I work here. Uh, the centre manager. So I'm here six days a week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm an architect. I work in a practice in London. Um, and in the meantime, I've been doing other things. I've been babysitting in the past. Kind of started with that when I came yeah. from Italy to the UK. So still do that from time to time, yes, or help our kids in general. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Well, I guess I'm, I'm asking you together, but you take your turns sharing the mic and things. But really, what, what's God been doing, saying, or challenging you both in? Or maybe it's a mixture of all those things. Yeah, well, about year and a bit ago, two years ago, I suppose, um, God challenged me on a walk during lockdown with Mike Ward and uh, Paul Hodkinson, if we remember those two gents. We went on a walk, uh, uh, I don't know, by some canal, and on those longer walks, you know, you get talking about life, and, and they were talking about their marriages, and, and they said, Jordan, what's going on with you? And I said, uh, nothing. I, I mean, I sing, I work, and I worship in the same place, and, um, you know, nothing's really happening there. And then uh, I always wanted to meet someone organically, and they said, well, why not just try online dating? So I, a few of my friends affirmed that word for me when they said, Johnny, actually, if you remember him, was one of them, and said, uh, I said, oh, I, I think I had this word from God through Paul and Mike. And they said, oh, yeah, I met my partner on Soot. That was the name of the app, sorry. Um, Soot. A little plug, because it works. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. 
Um, so we went on this walk, and, and I felt God prompting me, yeah, yeah, go, not, not just it's okay to, but no, do it. Like, so I felt almost like a command, almost. Uh, so, <laughs> here we are. So. <laughs> so that's too, all right, we're going to have to ask you to unpack that a bit, maybe, yeah, maybe Luana's side of that thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of similar to me, but maybe in a less like walk way. Yeah. <laughs> just like static, um, oh, it was actually before lockdown, yes. So started just at home with a few of my, my housemates. They actually were both Christian, and they were like suggesting me to kind of prompt me as well. And I think a bit different from what Jordan went through. I was a bit resistant at yeah. first, like really resistant. I was like, my life is great. I kind of like going out with my friends and doing my things. So, but they were kind of prompting me like in the same similar way as like trying something different, trying something new. So I kind of came from a different kind of point of view, but then I kind of was like, okay, I'm gonna commit to this. And then of course it'd be like the previous testimony, lockdown hit, so yes. nothing really happened for a long time. Um, so yeah, so this is kind of like my side of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry on this. Okay, so you both uh, <laughs> unwillingly joined Salt for a bit. <laughs> and uh, t- tell us what happened from there. Um, uh, we both matched with a few different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't even each other's first kind of match, so to speak, but they just, thank God, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're probably lovely women, but. <laughs> so so, uh, so uh, we, uh, we call it soup day. And we, it's like we don't really celebrate it, but. Um, the day I first messaged Joanna was September 2020. Mm. 29? 8. Oh, <laughs> 28. <laughs> September 28, 2020 is when I messaged her for the first time. And then we got talking, but then lockdown hit, and then it kind of reprieved, and then lockdown hit, and then it reprieved. And I was a bit um, adamant. I didn't want to meet on a video call for the first time we yeah. saw each other face-to-face. Because... I, Yes, great, but you know, Zoom was a blessing to us during lockdown, but it didn't feel right for me. So I insisted that we wait until we can meet in person. So we had this great opportunity to just kind of get to know each other. It was seven months in the end before we could meet. So we met in April, um, and uh, we had this amazing time, which is really uncommon. Like, you know, when you ask someone out, like, hey, do you want to go out? And they go, yeah. You go out. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not wait seven months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it was seven months, but it was a really unique time to get to know each other online. So. Fantastic. And uh, so fast forwarding up to almost present day, like, do you want to share about kind of your relationship status? <laughs> Well, we became an item in June 2021, after a couple of months of dating. Um, I, I felt like God was really saying, yeah, this is, go with this, like, don't resist. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying to make it like weird. I just felt like saying, like, don't lower your walls. Um, you know, because I had some, I'm not an online data. Like, um, but I just felt like God saying, yeah, go, go for it. So we became an item officially in, in June um, uh, June 5th, um, 2021. So we've just celebrated our one-year anniversary um, in June, <laughs> June 5th. <laughs> and, and, and what did you do to celebrate, Jordan? 
Me or you? Okay. So, <laughs> so we went to Italy together, because uh, Luana, if you can't tell by the name, is Italian, um, born in Milan. Um, we went over there, and, uh, and after about 10 minutes of crying, I'm a crier, I don't care. Um, after about 10 minutes of crying, I finally managed to ask, will you marry me? And she, she said, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we, we, we didn't just want to celebrate this love story. <laughs> Actually, what we wanted to bring to you, so I'm going to ask Luana, what, what did you learn about God through this process? And even coming, if you want to include coming to the UK as well, because I've heard your testimony and it's incredible what God's done. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, let's say. Um, I, I came from Italy and the only option in Italy kind of to be close to God and what I've always known was uh, being a Catholic church, which is re I really loved because it was challenging in a way. It was uh, interesting. It was, I've always been part of like uh, singing groups and, and, and uh, youth groups and helping in different ways. So however I could, even though I'm not like a good singer or a good like player or anything, but just like <laughs> do what I could. And, um, and when I came here, I kind of followed the same, tried to follow the same path. Um, but I was kind of going to church kind of just to go to church. So I was just ticking a box kind of. And it felt kind of okay for some time, but then I kind of felt a bit challenged and, and like, what can I do different? And then different ways and different things happened. And I met people that were like, oh, come to church with us. And so I happened to be at Hillsong in London a few times. And I was like, this is really different. But I kind of like, I don't know, there is something that I want to maybe explore. And I didn't really have the chance until pretty much, um, I, yeah, I lived with some people that were challenging me as well. So that was really good. But like, I met kind of you and... And we kind of started, I mean, you started saying kind of, I want you to come with me. And so I was like, okay, where, you, where do you go? And so I was like, oh, I go to Wolfspring in, in Wofford. I was like, never heard of anything like that, but okay, I can come. It's fine. So, so basically, yeah, I started coming here, commuting, like pretty much an hour and a half to come to church yeah. <laughs> from, from Bermondsey in London, where I was living before. And, uh, and yeah, it's been just really transformational. And just the people that God has put by my side, it's been, it's been like the right ones at the right time. So not maybe to help me get grow comfortable as I was growing personally and, and in faith, to kind of be like pushing me a bit forward to what's the next thing, what's the next opportunity, and like just take it because it's that, just grab it. So it felt like natural, but also kind of a bit like as pushy as I could handle at the moment, which is just like quite, quite nice. Yeah. Thank you. And Jordan, do you want to add anything in terms of what God's kind of shared or taught you through this process? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, as I said in the first service, he's he knows better than we do, and uh, you you have these blueprints for success, you know, relationship success or business, whatever. Uh, and then sometimes God just blows out of the water and says, "No, this do it this way instead." And um, I'm really glad I had the uh, uh, courage to just go through of what I felt God was telling me to do, um, because if you're a bit like Joy shared, if you're uh, faithful to God, he's faithful to you. Yeah. No, actually, he's faithful to you regardless. That's what the Bible teaches us. So, um, you know, I, I almost just feel like God is just saying to uh, me and us, uh, you know, do it his way, then do it your way, and be receptive to the Spirit. And uh, kind of, yeah, it's nice to have plans and, and structure and whatever, but, uh, you know, be open to doing things a different way. Because I never would have done on online dating before. 
Um, and like I said, Luana wasn't even the first person I matched with. And if that, if I hadn't been so kind of like, okay, God, you're telling me not that one, but this one, um, you know, talk to this one instead, then I, I, I never would be here. So, thank you, fantastic. Well, I think as a church family, we'd really appreciate if you would pray for us, both of you have the opportunity, just simply to to do that, to follow God's way or to trust in God's way more than our own. Yeah, that's really sure. Yeah, Father of Heaven, I thank you so much that you have planted Luana and I at this church right here. And the individual journey you've taken us both on is, is just so amazing. And it just all points to you, God. So we just want to give you thanks and praise. And I pray for my brothers and sisters that if there's anyone in this room, God, that is um, needing a word from you, Lord, that you would speak to them and that they would soften their heart. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be relationships, God. But uh, just if it's something that they're not, they're not comfortable with or don't anticipate you doing, God, I just pray that you would soften the heart and go before them by your spirit and lead them, Father, I pray, and lead Luana and I and lead this church, lead David as he leads this church, God. Uh, so we submit ourselves to you, God. We resist the devil. We submit ourselves and we choose to be holy. And Father, we just say, would you come and have your way among us, even when we don't see it or we want another way, God. Would you just teach us by your spirit to listen and lean into you because your ways and your thoughts are above our ways and our thoughts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Massive round of applause for these guys. Thank you. That's right. Are you drunk from both? Okay. Well, Chris, you're not having a drink. <laughs> Chris, would you like to come up? Let's welcome him up. Yeah, bring your own water. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, Chris, tell us, what, what's your day today? And remember, your boss is here. <laughs> I work for this man. Um, I work at the YMCA where I've been for eight years, I think. Um, and uh, yes, I was in chaplaincy. I'm part of the Christian mission team that Tim leads, and um, I'm now um, involved in a kind of leading a project as part of the Christian mission team. And so, uh, what's God been challenging you in or about, or maybe what, what have you been praying for over the last, uh, well, however long you want, whatever you want to bring? Um, so, um, a couple of months ago, I had a chat with Magdi, which is always dangerous. Um, <laughs> she come with her health warning. Because they go on for so long, don't they? They do go on a long time. <laughs> You've got to, like, block out the day. Um, <laughs> And he asked me the question, um, something like, do you feel that, you know, um, the limitations, both of myself and others around me, um, will stop God fulfilling his calling in your life? And at first, I was like, no, I believe God can do that. I believe God can do anything. Um, you know, the initial response. And then I just sat, sat with the question and, you know, asked the Holy Spirit to search me um, and felt like, Oh no, <laughs> I think actually there is a bit of me that um, does doubt um, whether God can. And I think I can often feel the gap between what God's called me to and the reality of my day-to-day -day situation. Um, and, you know, so the things that I feel God called me to, you know, to um, model God's fatherhood to my children, to love my wife as Christ loves the church, to um, see his kingdom come you know, on earth as in heaven, and particularly like with the YMCA, I feel a call to see, um, you know, him bring us back to our Christian roots um, as a disciple-making movement, and, you know, to see Wellspring be a Wellspring of revival. Um, you know, 
they're things that I can't do. Um, <laughs> none, none of them. Um, uh, in terms of worship and prayer, I can believe it. But actually, I, I think I was reflecting in my day-to-day. There are signs that I don't believe it. Um, and I think for me, that's, that's things, you know, I can feel um, inadequacy, um, both for myself and, let's be honest, of other people, um, you know, that can get in the way. Um, I can feel the heaviness of, um, you know, some anxiety or that, um, you know, me taking it onto myself or I can strive and try and make it happen, but I can tell it's coming from that place of lack and of me, you know, feeling that gap and like, I've got to do something and it uh, generally doesn't end well when I try that. So I, I think I was just reflecting, yeah, actually, I think I do sometimes doubt or, um, you know, fear that I won't see God's calling. Um, yeah, so, so what did God, when, when God brought that to your attention, pointed that out to you, what did you journey, what did you process with him? So um, I asked God to speak to me. <laughs> You've got to show me, Lord. Um, and I felt him lead me to um, this verse in, um, you know, the Christmas verse in Isaiah 9, um, um, where is that passage where it says, you know, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light and for us a child is born um, and, you know, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Um, and, you know, his government will be no end. Um, and and then, you know, it's the final verse that spoke to me. And, you know, like, like I think you sometimes say with the scripture, you ask yourself, what isn't it saying? It's not saying, how, how will this happen? You know, Israel was in a dark place, disobedient, oppressed. How was God going to bring his kingdom into that situation? You know, it, what was it because Israel was obedient and because of their might and their passion? It's like, no. <laughs> was it because the enemies would uh, decrease their power? It's like you look at when Jesus was born in the brutal Roman Empire. It's like, not, not a chance. But, but it was um, um, the final verse. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Um, so, so that, that's the verse I've been chewing on. And I could share a couple of reflections if yeah, that's... Yeah, go for it. Um, I don't know how long we've got. You've got minus five minutes, so go <laughs> for it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just show really briefly. Um, yeah, I love the um, New Living Translation is that the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And there's something really passionate in the heart of God um, towards his people, like that. Um, that, that phrase is three other times in the Bible, the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. And there's a few times in Isaiah it talks about zeal. One of them is, you know, his zeal towards his people. So there's that. Um, so I guess my first reflection was he is like a jealous lover towards his people. He will not let go. Um, and, um, and there's another verse which talks about him being like a mighty warrior who, who will clothe himself in zeal um, and he will be victorious. Um, so he is like a jealous lover. He, he is like a warrior who will fight until he wins. And that, that might can accomplish all that he wants to do. And, and it's like those things, yes, they're true for the prophecy in Isaiah, but it's like they are true today because they are who he is. Um, and, you know, when I come back to my question of, you know, can, will God fulfill his calling in my life despite all of my brokenness and that of people around me? Um, you know, a couple of other verses that came to mind were, you know, he who began this work in me will bring it through to completion in Philippians 1 um, and in 2 Thessalonians 5. Um, you know, the one who has called you, he is faithful. 
and he will do it. And again, I think he will do it. <laughs> he is faithful. He is, you know, what we've been hearing from uh, this morning from Joy. And, um, yeah, he, he is faithful and he will do it. Thank you. Um, so did you say there was something else you wanted to share on top of that? Um, I mean, I could share very, very quickly. Go for it. You prepared it. <laughs> um, I guess two, two things. I'm on a journey of taking it on board. And I guess a general reflection is I think there's two things that I find that I respond to. And that one is it can lift the burden from me because it's, um, it's like here's the one leading the charge. And I can, it's not about my passion or ability. It's, it's him. Um, and actually in that place of peace and trust, I can hear him more clearly because I'm not so preoccupied with myself. Um, so it lifts the burden, but it also knowing his passion, passionate zeal for my every situation in my life, knowing he is wholehearted towards me, washing up and fulfilling my calling, my family. And that, that makes me want to respond wholeheartedly. It almost gives me a, that the burden of what are you doing? Like an excitement about what he is working in this situation. So give me your perspective, your heart. Um, show me what my, my place is. So it's that kind of takes off a burden but gives me a new one which is coming from a different place. Um, and I was going to share one story from the YMCA, if that's okay, um, of how, how this I found affected me over the last couple of years. So, you know, a couple of years ago, okay, January 2020, um, I was in one of those te- groaning places where I was like, I couldn't see how God was going to fulfill what he wants to do in the YMCA. And as a family, you know, our outgoings more than our incomes and two small children, you know, fairly full on. Um, like, God, I can't see a way through. Um, and firstly, you know, in a worship session, um, I felt God revealed to me who he was. And just that half hour belly laughing of how ridiculous it is that I'm worried about this stuff because <laughs> he's God. Um, and that lightness. And at a similar time, we had a new strategy in YMCA. And I felt, I asked God about it. And I felt him say, he, I saw a picture of him like a... Um, uh, a charging ball um, you know that kind of unstoppable momentum and felt him so he is like he was leading the charge in this um, and um, and so I've just kept coming back to that it's like it's his zeal that will accomplish this um, and you know through that you know a few months later a job role was created for one of the things that I felt inspired about which both mm, opened a way that I didn't see before I mean there's a bit more finances for our family um, and even things like poaching God's poached Tim three days a week to lead a charge in Christian mission and there's so many things you look back and yes it's not all happening like I think it will but you look back and you think wow God you are doing something here um, and, and so I guess my my journey is wanting to learn to lift my eyes to what he's doing um, and trust that he will do it Thank you, Chris. That was really encouraging. And um, I'm sure as a church family, we'd love you to pray into that. Particularly, yeah, so I, I just resonate with that thing of we all get feelings at times, I believe, of inadequacy and hesitancy and just mm-hmm. speaking that, that faith and trust in God. If you wouldn't mind praying that blessing over us. Yeah, Jesus, thank you that when you look at us, your eyes are just full of fire of love um, for us, that you would stop at, you have stopped at nothing. Um, like, like the other version I brought of, you know, you did not see equality to something to be grasped, but you made yourself nothing, um, humbled yourself for, um, you know, so that you could win, win our souls. And we, we just thank you that your love for us um, uh, is, is true right now in our situation we're facing. Every, everything that we are um, facing in our families, in our 
workplaces, in our ministries. Lord, thank you. You care much more than we do uh, about um, seeing a way through, about um, seeing freedom, seeing your kingdom come. And, um, and so we, we pray, Lord, would you, um, would you help us to see just how much you love us, how faithful you are. Um, how much you are at work in our situations and Lord I pray for others who like me feel inadequacy and who um, can't see a way through or can't can't see how things in their lives can change because they tried and tried and um, we all have those relapses and we all have those go in circles with things um, uh, and Lord yeah in our own strength we we can't see a way through but Lord I, I pray that you would restore um Restore the knowledge of your grace being enough for us and your power being made perfect in our weakness. And um, pray that you would lift our eyes to see what you are doing. And I pray even, even now in the rest of the service, you would show us, you would give us a verse or a picture or just show, show us what you are doing in, in, the, in the situation that, that is on our hearts. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give Chris a final round of applause. Thank you, Chris. Well, in our final moments together, um, just simply to give us some time to continue reflecting and ask the Holy Spirit to move. So you're going to read these words from Psalm 145 going to read from verse 13 or maybe halfway through 13 through and I'm just going to read them over you and let's just ask the Holy Spirit now to speak to us so Holy Spirit as I just read these words Lord God we do ask that our ears hearts would be open to you that you would speak to us Lord God may there be nothing in the way of what you're trying to say to us Psalm 145 says, The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're kind and compassionate to all you have made. Lord God, I thank you that you care not just for the person on our left or on our right, but you actually care for all of us. Even the one who doubts, even the one who's fearful or has worry in their heart. Lord God, I thank you that you care for them personally. And I just pray right now, Lord God, against any false expectation or wrong standard applied to themselves, whether it's personally or an outside pressure, maybe even from a loved one. Lord God, I pray you would minister into every heart. Bring freedom, bring release, bring your answer. Help us to submit and to surrender to your process, Lord. Father, help us as we go from this place to keep coming back to you and asking how. 
What do you mean? What does that mean? How do you want me to get there? How can I change according to your way? Father, I thank you. You really do care. You're so interested in every single person here. I pray, Father, you take us to the next level of intimacy where we can be even more vulnerable, even more open with you. And if you lead and guide us to have conversation with other people, Lord God, that we'd be obedient to that. Finally, Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you would bring your boldness and courage in our lives to take these next first steps. And we thank you that life is a journey and a process. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. But it's a marathon in which you are involved. You are there every step of the way. You are also at the finish line, but you're there every step of the way. And I pray, Father, we'd realize we're not just doing things for you, but we're doing things with you. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If the Holy Spirit was specifically speaking to you, you felt something going on there, please do come to the front. We're going to finish now. And myself and some of the leaders will pray. Magdu, pray. Please just make, make it known to us. Or if this isn't the right context. I just felt it when I was praying. I was, God was doing stuff. So if you want to email the prayer email during the week and, or have a discussion, please reach out to somebody. The Lord isn't finished with you. He's got so much more to do with you. And it looks like the band want to sing something, so I, I don't want to talk too much, but I'm going to pray a blessing over us. Then, band, you can do your thing. And then uh, when you're ready, please go. But we have passed our time, so parents, if you wouldn't mind picking up your children, um, you can come back in after if you want to join the worship. May you be blessed to know the Father's goodness and faithfulness. May you be blessed to know Jesus's love and mercy and obedience. And may you be blessed to know not only the power, not only the presence of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's guidance every day, within the hours of the day, within the seconds of the day. May you be blessed to sensitively walk with him. Now, and forevermore. Amen. Amen.